All right, welcome to the Eric J. The Great Podcast Show. Uh, welcome. Uh, got uh, two of my aunties on the show today, uh, Aunt Pam and Aunt Erica. And um, start off by playing my song. Uh, uh, shout out to my boy uh, Clay Williams. I was in the military with that. Uh, that uh, gave me this song to, uh, to use as my podcast uh, theme song. Yeah, So uh, welcome to the show again. Uh got a good topic today. Gonna uh we're gonna talk about um uh, we're gonna talk about the uh the new abortion law. Um, also we're gonna talk about the uh uh we uh get into your books towards the end, uh my pal. Okay. All right, so uh first off, uh y'all two can go first, whichever one that y'all wanna uh wanna go first, but just uh I wanted uh I think um it's more appropriate for women to speak about this topic than getting a bunch of dudes on here. So like uh what are you, what is your all opinion on that new law as far as abortions for certain states picking it up? I know in Kentucky today, Kentucky originally picked it up, but today yeah. a judge has just overruled the uh the, the, the initial picking up. So Kentucky can get uh abortions right now temporarily. They just did that. What's y'all what's y'all opinion on the whole situation? I'll let you go first, Pam, since you're the oldest. Meg, go ahead. No, you, you can go first since you're the oldest. Oh, how about respect is due? How about that? On this abortion right. thing, I think that it is totally wrong, totally disrespectful to women. Um, I, I just can't believe that my president is allowing anything like that to to take place i i i have i just don't understand i don't understand and and i don't think it's right and i'll never be okay with it and and that's pretty much where i stand on that well i i just feel like uh i don't think it was a sad day for america or anything like that i feel like um, and these are all personal opinions, not saying that my opinion is valued or, or it's right or whatever, but I'm sure uh, God in heaven is smiling down <laughs> about the opinion because, you know, it's taking life. But also, it's not a bad thing because um, I feel like it, it's going to help 
um, you know, parents. I do. I think that uh, um, adoption, not that, not that um, you have like um, abortions are not birth control or a form of birth control. Um, but I do believe that, you know, people, women especially, uh, they do have a chance to conceive again. You know, I think abortions do, um, you know, harm your life. It can make you barren. It's so many, um, you know, medical things that abortions and getting them done under the table or even just medically um, done the correct way that it can harm our bodies. So you can adopt, you know what I'm saying? You can put your child up for adoption. You know, murder is not, um, you know, the first option. I understand people do get raped and things like that. But at the same time, um, if you're a believer, especially of Jesus, you know, it's the same guy. He's going to heal you. Um, you know, from 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 your rejection, from things that happen, whatever. But at least this child or this life gets to live. And I want to say this. I want to say this. Um, um, my sister Pam, because her mom didn't take uh the choice of aborting. Um, she was a blessing to my mother's life, and she, you know, so she was. A, she's an adopted child, and she made somebody's life happy. I would agree with that, May. I think I would agree with that. Um, yes, I was adopted. And yes, I, I want to say or hope that I was a blessing for the family. Um, but now it's a different game because my viewpoint is based on that. Meaning that mm-hmm. when these mothers have these children that they can't get rid of now, mm-hmm. or abort, they're going to wind up being adopted like me. Of going through years just like me of finding mm-hmm. their family and and listening to the stories of what could have happened or what may happen or mm-hmm. the fact you know, a just thing by letting them be adopted you know and and I think that's a little unfair I mean if I was raped by someone I can't honestly say that I would want that child and that's just being honest. I couldn't say that perfectly honest about it. And because of the law, I would have no choice but to adopt right now. To put right. that child for adoption to at least give them a chance in life. But I think the option of that should be solely on the parents, especially the woman that's carrying the child. So that's that's how I feel about that. Right. The view. I thank God for my adopted family. I love all of my adopted family. But now, after 59 years, now I have another family that I have to deal with. And and I think that's a little unfair. I really do. Well, can I just say this? Maybe in um, defense of your biological mom, um, you know, I personally commend her no matter what her reasons were whether she was in poverty whether uh, you know opportunities were uh, lacking for her she still chose to make a decision for you for your life to say I want this child to come forth I'm not gonna mm-hmm. abort and mm-hmm. even if this child found me later on in life I gotta accept accountability I mean it's okay I mean and I and I and I'm telling you I'm gonna tell you how I'm looking at this there are two sides <clears throat> to this story. One side could say the stories that I hear within my family that she raised everybody's other child 
but me. Yes. And once I could say that actually she blessed me mm-hmm. by giving me the opportunity to have life, a future, and a chance at life with another family. Correct. So I choose to take the she blessed me side. Right. Other than, you know, the other side of the coin, which in, in some cases could probably be true. It could probably be true, but knowing God the way I do and within my heart, mm-hmm. I have to see it as being a blessing. I right. have to. There's right. no doubt about that. So only the only thing I'm saying is that, you know, with this abortion, with this, this abortion law, it's not fair, but there are going to be several young women, young mothers who mm-hmm. will be in a position as my mother very soon with making the decision how they want to move with this child. Right. And it's not the end of the story because it is other states, once again, that, you know, that they can, you know, go to. But, you know, the issue, I'm, I'm like freaked out by abortion because even if you don't go to a quote-unquote medical doctor, it's a lot of um, underground procedures that's being done, especially in the Black community, where these wounds cannot produce anymore. So what happens if you 15, 16 when you get these procedures, but when you're 25 or 30 years old, want to have a child or be married, you know, and your so, wound just won't allow that? You know what's going to happen in that situation? That child is going to be like me. They're going to adopt. They have no choice. They're going to adopt. Right. And then they're going to be going through the process that I'm going through right now with meeting the new family and accepting new family and still being a part of the adoptive family that you were raised with. And it's in a situation where if I was able to have children and I did, I would have to follow the same process as my mother. Correct. Which is a little, which is totally unfair. It's unfair. It should be my option whether or not I want to keep this child or whether I mm-hmm. want to make the move to put my child up for adoption. I just think that I love Biden. I voted for him, but at this present time, I just feel that he's not making the best decisions for the, for the country. I don't with this adoption. <laughs> ridiculous right here. There are some States that banned adoptions. And, and, and I think that's unfair that you're going to take the woman's rights who has to carry the child for nine months to make a decision to them or for them how they need to move. That's ridiculous to me. It's just totally. But once again, it's not every, you know, it's not every state that they're doing this. But why? And it's not, and it's not just Biden alone. Right. But why do you have the right to decide how God wants you to move? How do you have the right to decide that? You don't. Well, once and, again, we go ahead. Go ahead, nephew. Yeah, because um, one point I wanted to get at, and then I'll let y'all jump back into it, but was all this is what um, Pam is saying as far as them having the right to uh, what gives them the right to do that. It goes to the origin of our country, mm-hmm. the U.S. Constitution. Why do you think every couple of years or randomly every couple of months they throw out something like this? It's because if you really read and dissect the U.S. Constitution, they base everything off this document. 
and this document gives them gray areas to where they could be like, well, we could just throw this out and we got this support document to uphold whatever we want to do as far as like, you know, the house and the, um, and Congress and things like that. And and this thing that came out in like what this, uh, I don't know the exact year. I think it was like the 17 or 1800s or something that the constitution came out, but, but I'm like, um, for one, like that document has to be rat- like ratified because how it doesn't even fit today's time. So how is that document haven't been edited or anything? You know, what I'm mm-hmm. like this, it's just crazy because you got you going off a a document that uh, that was based right before slavery. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this, nephew. Let's go to Thomas Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Thomas Jefferson, who has so many African American siblings. Come on now, family right. member. Let's get real with it. Thomas Jefferson is the president oh. that has all the African American siblings, brothers, sisters, children, all of that. So if this document was in place, then why did not the president of the United States use this document against his own people to purify his family? How about that? Right. But can I? I'm just asking the question. Well, I well, think, yeah, I, well, you know, where what you're saying is uh, that stems from, you know, and a lot of people don't want to address that, but it stems from that timeline of slavery. Like, you know, but but when everybody came through when they, when they brought us over here, right. but for the most part, all the races was, was kind of pure. It was like real right. few mixed right. people. But then once you brought our women and stuff over here, you know, the slave owners was raping them. And uh, you know, having mixed babies and things like that. And then you then that just rectified to everybody. Like just the slave owners was on a low level. So you know, people on the high level was doing this, these type of things as far as like, you know, senators and like uh, things like that. And that will go back to my point. If the if the if if it was a law or a document that was in place then, why now? Because I feel like they, they already know that even abortions and think rape, everything, it targets our community the most. Mm-hmm. All of this stuff targets our community the most, whether it's teenage pregnancies, high school dropouts, I mean, drugs, violence, everything that's bad targets our community the most, including everything down to our bodies. Uh, right. You know, nothing is is fair when it comes to us as a race or even as a people. So once again, even with a woman having the rights to abort a baby or whatever, the African-American community, we've gotten so far, we, we, we're so in poverty. Your teenage child get pregnant. The first thing they do, they don't want to come home and tell you that they're pregnant. They're going to a doctor. This is true. They're afraid, you know what I'm saying? Because the mom is working so many jobs or whatever, you know, even incest, incest is running. It goes through our family. You can't tell that you've been raped by your cousin. This is true. I'm just saying our community has, it's been affected. We've been bullied 
by a system, by whatever you want to call it, laws, um, you know, and they pull out these documents when it's targeted against us. And this is true. And so now you're going to put me in a situation where if I go get raped, I have to help out. So now you're going to take the suicide level perhaps high now because I'm going to be challenged by looking at this child, the child of someone that raped me. And so it's going to put me in, in, in a category where my mental stability is going to be messed up behind this. Because I got to every day. Or right? you, your family might have to step up like they did and when we were growing up. That's right. And adopt. Exactly. Or just be that, 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 that family that's going to, that understands the situation and just takes, and takes a, a hand. But in these day and ages, that's pretty much not going to happen. We might as well be real on that. That's not going to happen. But, but it can, that we were built on a foundation of where it, it can. It can go we back to foundation. But if, 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 if your child, I don't want to see the rapist either. Correct. Okay, let's just say that. Yes. I don't want to see the rapist yes. either. So my family's not going to want to see the rapist. So you know where they're going? They're going to the adoption places to adopt that child. That's and, what's going to happen. And, and to piggyback on both of y'all points, like what uh, Erica was saying, that stems from uh, targeting our community stems from, from mental health because right. as far as our community, as far as we, our culture has been through the most out of any culture as far as yes. historically. And we've, right. we've been trained to just take all these L's as a race and then just to keep moving. Nobody like, you know, you know, growing up, like, you know, like if you go tell, and if not, we're not like saying that the parents or anything was wrong, but it's just the way yeah, everybody no. was raised. Like if you tell somebody, uh-huh. oh, I got raped or uh-huh. in the press, they gonna get mad and be like, ain't nothing wrong with you or, you know what I'm saying? Yes, they, suck like, it up. <laughs> Okay, but and you better not go telling our business. Right, but let me finish right. Uh, uh, let, let me finish real quick. I'm about to finish up. Uh, so with the mental health thing, what you were saying as far as you know the people having these babies, uh, by rapists and things like that, mm-hmm. people are not gonna want to come home and tell right. their parents because depending on what type of parent they have, if they're not like a real understanding parent or they feel comfortable talking with their parents about real deep stuff then mm-hmm. they come into a depression right and, and, and then they would just be feeling like oh i failed their life type of thing right 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 but That's- can i say this when my sister my older sister got pregnant my mom was not a hundred with it and she was over you know 18 but we had That's a praying, right. we had a praying great grandmama right. that took took her own in. You see what I'm saying? So we don't have to what what the auntie won't do or the cousin, but you might just got a big mama. You just might have a nanny. You might have That's somebody that's going to step up to the plate for their family to say, you know what? These babies not going into the foster care system. We don't even got to go to to a foster. We can bring them here. Just bring them on here and Correct. we'll raise them as cousin, sister, brother, whatever. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because that's how we grew up. That's how we grew up. And that's exactly what happened with me. That's exactly what happened with me. And because I went against my race. 
I went against made the the obstacle of raising my daughter even harder or my daughter being accepted in my family even harder. From the young generation, it was good. But from the older generations, it was a demonic move. Correct. A, a demonic move altogether. And, and once again, this is Deep South, Birmingham, Alabama, you know, in, in the early 80s. Right. Um, you know, and right. you got to think, uh, you know, and I'm not saying a prominent black family, but I'm going to say a prominent church black family no. where, right. you know, Pam was not married. Right. So then you got a whole system once again. And that's another thing, you know, even in, in a household, where is the church? Where is the people, the praying mamas and, you know, the laying hands like because we got issues in the in the community. You know, pregnancy is going to happen. High school dropouts are going to happen. These things are going to happen. And one thing. <laughs> go ahead Eric oh one thing that y'all missing about this I thought one of y'all would have said it by now like what when, you know, when she said about the targeting community but one thing y'all miss about this like men in the African American community has always been targeted as far as us getting locked up for whatever you know what I'm saying whether it's a major thing or just minimal things that somebody else probably wouldn't get pulled over for. And and the one thing that I want to point out with this is that what people not realizing, and I was thinking hard about this, Mm -hmm. they're, they're really trying to eliminate our race systematically. And it's coming at it from three angles, whether, well, we gonna at first they wasn't even targeting the women and men been on attack for a while, but now mm-hmm. you have the LGBTQ eliminating the man out of the household because if you take away their ability to reproduce, you can kill a race. Now That's you right. have, now you got the abortion law to where oh if they oh if they women go against us and say oh they they are still gonna get an abortion, then mm-hmm. we gonna lock them up. So now you got both sides of the sword getting locked up and being put in, you know, prisons basically like slavery. Like you basically doing hard labor working for 50 cents an hour and you getting told what to do and working systematically under a schedule for how much time you got. So you, so you got three angles that this is happening as far as eliminating women from having uh, rights and then punishing them if they choose to uh, do the right that they should have. Men getting Mm -hmm. out as far as, you know, the police brutality, things like that. And then you Mm -hmm. got this, uh, the LGBTQ, as far as, you know, they pushing this on our kids with these cartoons and stuff at an early age where their mind's not correct. And now they, they thinking that that's the right thing to do. So now our future generations is uh, getting affected by, you know, eliminating the man out of the household, which is also eliminating the man out of the household dates back to welfare and things like that and food stamps and things like that because they didn't mm-hmm. want a strong black figure to be mm-hmm. in the household. They always wanted single parents to raise mm-hmm. on women anyway because that uh, keeps the wealth gap in, in check. Well, I, I would like to, to like work a dead end job to keep those kids. You know, ain't nobody gonna be able to elevate. And you're right. 
Right. I, I, I would like to counter what, what you're saying in, in three angles of what you just said. First of all, the Black woman has been targeted from the day she was born because the thing about slavery was it that was targeted for the Black woman because remember, when you got raped, you was pinned with a baby. Amen. The baby was put in the fields and depending on the color of the baby and the skin Without pigmentation the and Without how it looked, it was going to be in the field or in the house, okay? You got to see your master with this baby while his other wife of white descendant is, is living good, okay? That's the first thing. Then, then the second thing, the woman has been targeted too, on the other hand, because when we were raped, sometimes our wounds could not support the amount of rape that, that was going through us and to us. So when we came out of slavery, a lot of women couldn't have, have babies. That's why a lot of adoption and stuff was going on within the families, okay? Then another angle, two is, and it's four angles, I'm sorry, the, the third one is the fact that the Black woman has always been taught to close their mouth, not just by the white man, they put that system even on a Black man too because the Black men wasn't standing up for us, okay? Your, your hair, your hair couldn't be like this. It was a day your hair couldn't be natural like this. It needed to be pressed out. You needed to look a certain way. You had to be a certain size, okay? And then another thing too is when my kids was growing up to be an at-home mom, I got scrutinized even by my Black community because, quote unquote, I needed a job. I couldn't be a stay-at-home mom like the white women in my neighborhood. Matter of fact, I didn't even belong in the neighborhood. And my kids was educated in an all-white school system. I was educated in a black and white um, school system, you know, since I've seen the both sides of things. So once again, in our African-American community, when our men wasn't getting locked up, they were making six figures on corporate jobs, doctors, lawyers, and they was marrying white women. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I grew up in an all-white school, so I agree. We always were shined upon, looked down on. Uh, single parent, Black female single parents, they had they had a rough life. They did, and that goes back to okay. a rough life. Never wow. accepted. We always were the ones that stayed in trouble. Always the ones getting suspended. Always the one that was at fault. We could say anything to anybody, Caucasian or white, however you want to see it. Right, and it it, it didn't matter. It was still our fault. Correct. You correct and then the school, you see, had banished that. Most of the time, it was only our Black mothers that were mm -hmm. coming to school to take care of a situation with their children. That is correct. Yep. You are yes. correct. And my kids come from a two-parent household. I would tell my husband, you got to come to the school with me because these white people are going to look at me like I got all these four kids by myself. I'm not a baby mom. <laughs> So, come on, you need to come up. You got to step up. That's right. You're right. So also, you know, this is the first time as far as all this stuff going on, I think in our generation, as far as this era right here, that a lot of this stuff is going on, as you were saying, you know, as far as like black men are taking up for women and things like that. Yes. This is the first generation that you could really say, and we don't really have no real leaders. Right. Like you had yes. the previous era with Malcolm X and Dr. Martin, Martin Luther King and all. Yes. And like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But now it's like the, the the average leader is a hip hop artist that's rapping about killing his own kind. That is correct. Right. And you, are, 
and they got 20 different baby mamas and all of that's cool and and i'm not against that you know and and i'm gonna say this on you know even behalf of like even your dad like having kids that wasn't in the household didn't have to pay child support but took care of all of his children like that's just commendable in the black you know community too that that in my eye is a strong black man exactly nothing kept him away even the moms like the moms represented because most moms would be like oh you ain't pay um you know your child support they will hold child support over there over the the men head so they couldn't see their children like child support does not validate you to see your children that helps the welfare of your children but they need to still see their dads that's right that's right that's right you're right so Mm -hmm. but these are once again issues for our community because we have been targeted for so long. Abortion, just one thing. Drugs is just one thing. Poverty is just one thing. You know, it's easy to say, oh, you know, it's your fault, but it's not our fault. It's been our it white is. counterparts. Once again, even in leadership, black people and white people can't even worship together in church. But yet in the, in the 1800s, they was going to a black man just to even receive the gift of tongues. So I'm just saying it's something, something's wrong. Like, in these in the state something's wrong in this country something's wrong with you know people that don't look like us something's i don't even wrong. i don't even know where it divided nay uh erica yeah. because christmas addicts was on the boat with george washington christmas addicts <laughs> is a black man right you understand what i'm saying mm-hmm. thomas jefferson has african-american kids you know right. so i don't know where the gap came between this 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 color thing is is senseless. Well, you know, no, you, know you know where the gap came from. No, I really don't, nephew. I'll be honest I'm with explain you. it to you. The gap <laughs> came from the gap <laughs> came from what you're saying right now. When those mm. people was together, like they wasn't in an environment to where they can flex their power. Once mm. slavery came upon and it became a big business to where they was getting all this free labor to make the generational wealth gap so wide to where if we don't get no restitution and then like that, we would never make up that gap from what they took from us from slavery as far Mm -hmm. as all the real estate and things they was able to get as far as back in that era. So when you have those type of people in positions of power like that, that's that's gonna create the gap because if you got all these people around you and they all thinking the same way, even if you wasn't thinking that way initially, you're gonna eventually get eventually go along with them because majority rules. But think about this though. To me, that just sound like what you saying, that sound like death. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> Uh-huh. Like you didn't came, you didn't had that all oh, the real estate all oh, now I'm gonna build this this whole culture. Now I'm white now. Look, don't look at me as a black woman. I'm a white woman. I'm gonna build this whole movement. I'm I just stole from y'all, stole y'all African American, everything that y'all create. I, I just took everything. Right. I done redone it and right. I done branded it. Now I right. look white. So right. guess what? I'm gonna give my kids better school system. Matter of fact, I want your <laughs> land. Pamela, <laughs> I want your land. I want everything you own. I want your look. I want everything. I want your talents, your gifts. And when you're done doing everything, I, I'm going to give you a couple of pieces of shuffles. This is true. Now, and then you go back in history, way, way back in history to all the African-Americans that had been at this, the, the stop. Come line. on. Yes. Peanut butter. Come on now. 
on, George. But, that, that, but hold on, fed, fed white kids guys. though. Exactly. They had the these... white kids off of their breasts. Right. You know what I mean? You got the invention of the straightening comb came from a black woman. The first chemicals came from Sa- Madam C.J. Walker. You know what I'm yes. saying? All of this stuff that African Americans put on the game that all the white people get credit for because right. you, because most of the schools will not teach black history in their schools to let these people know exactly where this stuff came from. Because it, once again, they still afraid of our power. Something stopping them. And that's the problem that we have. Now we got this female vice president in here. Uh, I love her. Don't get me wrong. Very proud of her because she's there, but she really don't have any, she, she doesn't have, uh, any power you know what I mean she's just there for the show I'm cool with that if, if that's how they're doing it that's fine then we got Stacey Adams down here where I am in Georgia mm-hmm. her Georgia blue for the first mm-hmm. time you know for the first yeah. time and running for governor now and and her fellow African-American people are some of the people that's fighting against her that is ridiculous to me Makes no it's sense. It's a setup. That's what it's they do. Crazy. They always turn us <laughs> against each other. It's like they dangle. I don't know if they dangle a watermelon or fried chicken. Come on now, they doing something because they, they they acting. They 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 cutting up down here. They cutting up down here. They loved her when she changed the state. Yeah, but they don't thing. want her to be the mayor. And that's one thing that we eventually have to get to, as far as you know what you were saying. People going against her. Like yes. you think of every any other race, it don't even matter if they don't like that person personally. Mm-hmm. Right. If it comes down to something that's bigger than themselves or right. money, right. something they gonna help each right. other. You know, if you right. are going to vote against her, vote against her for the things that she has done, not for the mm-hmm. person that she is. Right, and not put, because somebody paid but, you to do this right. too. You want to put Herschel Walker, a Georgia outstanding football player into Congress. Are you kidding me? The same man who just came on the air and said he had two children that he don't talk about, (laughs) that he don't even claim. But But see, a man can do that. A man can do that. Whether he's black or white, a man can do that. A man can definitely do that. James Brown was right. He said it's a man's world. Yes. But what did he say? But what did he say? But it ain't nothing. Without a woman, uh-huh. Tell the truth. Yes, tell the truth. That's true. That is true. That's the truth. That's the truth. So if the women are the ones that actually hold the power, which I believe, why are you going to take the right from them to decide mm-hmm. how they want to move with their life? That is crazy. Right. They treat us like like slave masters did did the them, did us. They the do the same part way. About, the bad part about it is that. It not only affects African American women; it affects mm-hmm. Asian women as well. All to a women. certain point. Well, all women are affected by this. Uh, right. Let me tell you something. I, I bet even if it was between Hillary Clinton and uh, Michelle Obama, who you think will be is richer? I mean, I'm just saying. Even if it's by fifty cent more, or we and always get right now. Yeah. I'm going with my sister. I'm going with Michelle. That's what we will help, but we know she ain't got no nowhere near the dough that Hillary Clinton has. But I'm going with Michelle because of her character and the fact Most that she definitely has, and the yes. fact that she's too young. So we're women. talking about we're talking about right. fairness, fairness on the color. 
but she has two young women that are now affected by this same decision. How about right. that? Our people are always affected by right. propaganda. Right. Two children are affected by the same decision right now. They turn our men against us and they turn us against each other. That's just how it, it always is. It goes back to that. Right. But her children are affected now. Her two girls are affected by this. So now what happens? Her husband was it was a president. So now what happens? Right? Right. Eric? Eric? <laughs> yeah, I mean. What happens now? <laughs> yeah, I just think that this uh this whole situation, I'm like, if you gonna because I I feel like that's a big right for women, because reproduction happens every day. So like it's almost equivalent to you know to like when uh women can vote back in the day right yeah. so it basically boils down to i'm having these kids so how about you let me decide what i want to do with my kids how about that i'm carrying it's, all, it's always I'm been a, i'm gonna tell you how you gonna live your life right. situation exactly. how you gonna tell me how i'm gonna live with these two kids that i'm carrying these are my kids oh well i'll tell you how Kill them okay. or get on welfare. I mean, okay. that's what, that's pretty or, much what your government tell you. Or, or put them up for adoption. Maybe if you can afford. Oh, give it to a white family. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Angelina absolutely. Jolie, Brad Pitt. I'm just saying, okay. so many white privileged. That, right. That definitely because we only got one black sister that that's a billionaire. Right. And that's Oprah, and I don't know if she would want your kids. She got a whole school down there, African American people. You don't see nothing white but the buildings. Stop playing. That's all you see is the buildings. That's over there in Africa. We got starving people right here in the United States. Why y'all celebrities always right. got to go over there? What about the people yeah. here? We going here. over there exactly, exactly. <laughs> that's my point. We need nothing water but- here, Detroit. They need water, Michigan. They need whole, water. A whole school of African American people. The only thing white is the building in the textbooks. Tyler Perry, you want some more chilling? But Tyler ain't getting no children. Tyler ain't ta- he can't even keep up with the child he got. Stop playing. I mean, I'm just saying we gotta open open the discussion for who want these children because the, the African American mm-hmm. community is really it's gonna nobody, suffer from it. It's nobody that's gonna want these kids. <laughs> Come on. The, I'm gonna the, become a foster mother. The typical African American family has like two to four children in their family. And, and that, I'm and, almost an empty nester, but and, I'm, I'm going to open up my home to be a foster, to okay, be foster that, parents. That's the end of the game right there. When they four children in, they're like, please, I got to feed, clothe yeah. these four children. But that's why welfare, we got to think outside of ourselves, though, because welfare, our community is going to suffer. Welfare is only giving you money for two these days, from what I understand. <laughs> so you got two more, two more children. What you going to do? What can you do? Yeah. You know, you got to stretch that out. Then you're lucky to find a father if it's the same father. Yeah. You're back at, at ground zero. But so once again, this is targeting our community. Right. Now you have to make a decision how you moving. And also, right. uh, let me let me get y'all opinion on this. So I know that the whole abortion thing, that's one thing as far as right. taking people rights away. Right. So what does response having sex responsibly play into all this it's a it's a big thing because there are uh 
contraceptives that can that help that. Uh, I don't know how much I can say condoms, IUDs, all of that stuff that prevents that. Now, a gentleman being responsibly will make sure that he is protecting his lady. This is how I feel. A woman that's being responsibly, knowing that she may run into a knucklehead guy, should be out there protecting herself. I mean, it's an even swap on that thing. It's an even swap. It's like, okay, I, I, I met you today. We may go to the party. We may have a good time. We may have some drinks and we may wind up doing what we do, adult status. But I'm going to take responsibility for my end. If you don't have it, I have it. And if I don't have it, you should have it. But Just see, fact. Can, this still goes back to the 90s. Remember when TLC ain't too proud to bed, left out with the condom on her eye. I mean, we just keep going back and this stuff. Is but just she not put it out there. But she one did. thing she the, did was put it out there. Look, I got look, it on the eye, boo. Yes, exactly. So y'all people know. Right. They know, but they just choosing not, exactly. to, not to do this. Exactly. They don't, they don't choose to do it. And that's an irresponsible person because then it, be, it, it comes. It becomes, reckless sex. It becomes a child that the daddy say, well, I don't want him. I don't know if it's mine. Oh, the mama exactly. say, you know what I mean? And the mama say, well, you was the only person I slept with, which is probably a lie. Okay? Right. It's probably right. a lie. So you didn't bother to ask him. He didn't bother to ask you. So now you've got a, 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 a child of a situation. So what's your next move? What are you going to do? The mother, exactly. being a mother, will say, well, I'm going to put this cat on child support to try to help me take care of this child. But how about now you got to chase him down to even get, you have to get a DNA pretty much to prove to him that he even the father. You know what right. I mean? So now in the long run, even if he is the father, you're still going to wind up raising this child by yourself. Exactly. All because you had a choice over your body. You keep exactly. talking about the abortion and having choices, but you right. have a choice over your right. body. You don't have right. to sleep with everybody unprotected. You don't That's have right. to do that. Not with everybody you meet and unprotected. Right. That's and stop trusting everybody. Say, That's your choice to say no right there. Yes. That's right. And it don't matter if you drunk in love for a time being or whatever. Y'all have spent three weeks together. Y'all don't really know each other. That drunk and you can still... It can turn into 18 years. It can't of misery. Years or better with your child. You understand that drunk that one drunken love can ruin your whole life. Right. Your so if you're not gonna strap up, you shouldn't use plan B exactly. as an alternative or even abortions because exactly. these things have risk. So and, and you I gotta I don't mean to be rude, but what is that? Oh, I'm gonna take it out when I'm about to do my little right. thing. That's exactly. a lot. Exactly. You're not doing that. Don't even. Don't and even. And even if you do that little bit, might just. That's enough. That's all it takes. Just a little bit to right. make it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, but people obviously they do need to hear this because if you got rights, remember you can control the members of your own body and your own destiny. That's correct. Yeah, you can. That's correct. You can do that. that. You can do that. Because condoms, look, condoms like buy a pack of cigarettes now, they're probably about $25. You know what I'm saying? So and come on. And how many of them really work? Exactly. How you know you're not getting a condom with holes in it and you don't even know? You don't know. How, 
How would you know? I, know. I think the responsibility no. for that action is on both parties. That's how I feel. It it's is. both parties. Yeah. It's both parties. Both parties. Think that most people think that the woman's mind is mm-hmm. a little the male's mind. Mm-hmm. And that woman is always going to be at fault for having this child. Right. That, that's how the world is and how they see mm-hmm. it. That's it. But that's men how- need to step up to the plate too, especially my black men, my black godly men. Y'all need to step up to the plate too uh-huh. and do the right thing. Get y'all you some mentors. Know? Take some of these young men under your wings and teach you know them. It's not going to happen like that, uh, Erica. It's not going to happen like that because we as women make it too easy to get to us. Yeah. We make it yeah. too easy for them to get to us. They spend right. a dollar or two. We think we in hog heaven. We think they deserve the goodies. No. Let, let's be real. And we do. We think yeah. they spend a hundred or two dollars on us on some drinks that we already anticipating that we know the payoff is us. Right. And even if they, even if you got, because I know some of my female, my high class females, even if you get the, the Louis Vuitton um, bags, the red bottoms, all of that, just make sure he's still strapped up. You're protected. Your kitty cat is in good lockdown. Okay. That's really good. Even if he like getting you material things seriously right. because Stop your that. your health it's more than aids and it's hpv out here um causing cancers it's it's hepatitis it's herpes mm-hmm. it's so many other things that the, that the girl can get oh yeah your girl can get a lot and and, and yes I, I think that it, it goes back to the mothers training mm-hmm. girls yeah it, yeah so so how can you tell your daughter what she's doing and, and you as a whole yourself? <laughs> well, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully you retired your whole shoes and you can tell her, look, I didn't turn right. into a and housewife. Then, right. and, then, and, then your, and then your child come back and say, well, mama, you got five, 12 children yeah. and they got four different daddies. Yes. So now you tell that what I'm doing is wrong. I'm following your lead. Yeah. You know what I mean? And this is but, what's going but you still got the right to know that your that if your mama ain't all the time your example women you need to step up to the plate too just like men and take these people under listen i my, my mom died and when i was 16 i thank god every day for my aunt shauna that came and helped me and i was a teenage i was 18 when when, when i had my first daughter right okay but i wasn't on welfare i didn't live in a project anything like that but i did struggle <laughs> and it don't matter here it is 20 years later i'm married and all that but it still don't erase my past that follows you i'm going to go on record on this podcast of saying that erica jones gross you actually have beat the system with your husband you yeah. have you have a good one because he is he is my definition of a true true man and yeah. that because he accepted your oldest daughter and had mm-hmm. you guys are just a family. And I think that's right. a thing. Right. But if we have more guys oh. and more women that say, well, you know what? I done already made a mistake. You can't, right. I got a child, but you can't be in the child life. You can't even see the child until I know where we going. And that don't mean sex. That means like, where are we going? What direction? Am I going to be a husband? Am I going to be a wife? You got that right to determine that because everybody you meet is not going to be for you. 
and I need to know if I'm gonna be the toy. The <laughs> right. The exactly. Yeah. Yes. I need right. to know toy. Right. If, yes. And uh, if I am the toy, I need to accept the fact that I'm a toy. I can't make myself no more than what you told me I was. Because women like to do that. They like to build a man. Exactly. I can't I can't build this mountain out of nothing when I don't have nothing to work with. Yeah, exactly. I got to have something to work with, and that's true. Right. So nephew, I hope I hope that, that answered a, just a little smidget of what you know you were saying. Yeah, so, yeah. so, so we uh, Sorry, <laughs> I apologize, nephew. Yeah, so, so, so what? Uh, so, what tips would y'all give to uh, future moms or uh, or women in general that's gonna have to go through this new law and things like that? Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Nate. Oh no, you know I'm gonna speak from from the the heart of God because I am a minister, you know, first and listen, He changed me. So I, I say that anything that, that you go, went through or going through, whether it was rape or whatever, you might feel like, you know, the laws is giving you a choice not to do what you want to do with your with your body. And maybe you might go to another state. I don't know what your position is, but I know that nothing's not too hard for God. I will say that he he a way maker, a promise keeper. He, he beat all odds for you if you trust him. So this not the end of the world just because, you know, these new laws have um taking place you know what i'm saying i know that he's put something in position for everybody so it's not all hope is not lost okay but since you do have the ability to take control over your sex life how much you know how how you gonna live start with that make make sure that since i know these laws i gotta move different now because this might be the very thing that looked like it's meant for evil might be for your good especially as a woman we can think different now put our bodies in a in a better position than it was before okay that's how i look at it well i think my suggestion would be to these women that's about to deal with it first of all i'm with you nay you got to be with god you must believe you do you need that faith only way faith because faith without work is dead mm-hmm. and most of all i need these young women elder women whoever's going to get caught in this you have got yeah. to believe and know your worth to yourself yeah. that's yeah. the first thing you must understand your worth because in reality when it all boils down to it you are bringing a life into the world that's you uh-huh. The gentleman is providing his part, but you are the caregiver for nine months of uh-huh. another. Person. So you mm-hmm. must believe in yourself and you must know your worth. And once you are with God and you know your worth, then you will be able to, God will give you the vision to be able to see the vision that you need to see about the person that you're putting in your life. And their mm-hmm. intentions, and I believe right. that. I believe right. that. Just I agree with you on work, that. Stay on God, know your worth, and 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 and, and just you know, I, I don't even know how to say it. Just just know your worth. When you know mm-hmm. your worth, you know who's for you and who's against you, and right. who does any good. And as long as you follow that and you stay in God's path, you're good to go. 
Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not going to say that's going to be the out all the time. And you probably still will get caught up. But being a strong My- black woman, moving the way that you know you need to move, if you get caught up, you're still going to be okay. You are. You got to believe that. Hey, go That's to the church. Hold the church accountable. We right. preach and teach this word, but this is right. the time for us to live by it. So, you know, right. go to your church. Go go to the, to the men and women. Find some people on Facebook. You know what I'm saying? Because rejection is real. Sometimes we just need help. That's true. Hold the body of Christ That's accountable. True. And find that woman in your family. Yes. Respect to the most. Right. It's- the most respect for the elder, the leader, mm-hmm. the matriarch, yeah. right. and go to her because nine times out of ten, she's not going to lead you wrong because Mm-mm. she Mm-mm. has dealt with the situation herself. Exactly. She's going to tell you the best way to handle mm-hmm. that. She's going to give you the knowledge. Now it's up to you to use the knowledge. Right. But she give it to you point blank. Right. If she got a a big mom like you said, point blank. Yes. Go to Big Ma. Go to Big Ma. Right. Go Ma. We had some That's Big Mamas it. and some little Mamas and That's some Aunt Shauna's. Right. Shout out to my Aunt Shauna, Doctor Shauna Acker. She was like right. my mom. They're <laughs> gonna tell you. They're gonna tell you what it is. Just yeah, move. In, they are. Move in faith and believe in yourself. Yep. And, yep. and there's nothing that can defeat you as long as you move like that. You'll exactly. Be Right. And it's and, and some people would say it's easier said than done, but we're products of it. You know what I'm saying? It's so said than done. If you believe that you work 40 hours a week and you're gonna get a check at the end of the week, you can believe that God is gonna make a way for everything to be okay. Exactly. And he that's will. Right. He he not that's a liar. He, he will. Right. He will do what he said he's gonna do. But who, right. he didn't say it was gonna be easy. He just said he can make the impossible possible. He always says, what does he say? I will help you as long as you, if you give an inch, I'll give a yard. I will, <laughs> as long as you put it out, as long as you try, I'm going to help you through it. Now, we didn't say it was going to be an easy trip, but I'm going to be there to help you through it. Yes, he will. You know, He'll give you people. Right. As long as you know how to come to me and ask me for what you want and you put forth that work, I'm going to put forth my part. Yep. And it's really yep. that. It's it really, is. It's right. That and, you, and you'll give us, once again, a healthy Black community, like where we came from. A healthy right. Black community. That's right. That's right. That's correct. And I need these elders not to throw criticism on these young sisters because they move they in not. differently than you are. Well, you already know what's going on. They move in yeah. differently too. And instead of you going to them, you want to go talk to everybody in the family about what they're doing. Go talk to yeah. them. Yeah. Go talk to them. Right. Lead by example. But make sure you mm-hmm. have an example for them to be given. Yeah. Go out here and have 12 children and, and, and ridicule your child because she got one. And she may not know who the daddy is or she may got right. caught in situation. You got mm-hmm. 12. So what happened there? Right. And you, you know? made it. So help her make it with one. And you help her make it with her one. Right. Come on, black women, black men. This is the call for our people. On the Eric, the great podcast, this is the call for our people. That's right. The aunties came to the show. (laughs) Have some fun with our nephew tonight. And we, uh, I want to thank him for allowing me to be on his show this evening. Most definitely. 
Thank you so much. Um, you know, um, a lot of things that were said today helped me with my situation of being adopted and finding my family. So I right. definitely appreciate that. Made the load a little lighter for me. Right. Good. And, I, and, I, and I can say this, having an adopted sister, you know, the selfish part, you know, of course, is like, oh, all mine, mine, mine. But the 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 part that, you know, that Christ came for is for me to not, not to be selfish and share, you know, my sister and share the fact that, you know, how she blessed my life from growing up. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's been beautiful. But at the same time, yeah, it's been a painful journey, too, because you have to, you know, right. you have to hear you have to ad- ad- adapt to you not being the only one to know her this you know so that's this why you got it once again I got God you know I have to I have to tear down jealousy and all those human emotions that come along with having multiple families you know so if anybody is going through that I'm gonna tell you from the person being on the outside looking in just be a listening ear and everything you hear it do it might hurt you but trust and believe they hurt it way more than you so I have to tear down selfishness and just be an ear to listen for for my sister and for my brother you know what I'm saying so it's 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 a blessing you know what I'm saying so if you love the Lord then be a be an ear for your family because everybody get tested amen that's true right and my sister's soft and she always crying. My oh, words bring her to tears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh so um before we get into final words, I know I'm Pam is an author, so uh explain to some of the people uh what made you decide to go on the journey to become an author first off and uh just explain the uh just list the books that you have out right now and where you can get them. Uh, um, I think I wrote this book because of no closure, to be honest. Um, knowing that I was adopted and dealing with someone that took my daughter's life um, took me through a lot of things. And I was actually in the military when this happened. Um, and emotionally, I did not think that the family, that my family understood exactly what I was going through on that side. And on the other side, I knew I had a a biological family that I kind of felt like I needed to reach out to, to get to know them, to see if I could get that closure on that side. Um, I don't really know. I guess that's the best way to say that. I just didn't have any peace I didn't have any closure and I didn't feel worthy of being anywhere at that particular time so I decided to write the book don't cry for me to help the next person that may have been going through things like that now don't get me wrong the Jones family is my family I'm a Jones true blue Jones just not by blood and they Mm -hmm. were there for me but with having the senior people in the family it's always a little fault that it could have been my fault or could have been avoided or whatever so it took me to a different side it caused me to stray away from my family to go into the military to get away from my family I'm just going to be honest now and in all this time I knew I was adopted but I had no means of finding my my biological family to try to see if I could get closure there so 
it, it, it just was a whole lot going on. So I wrote this book to help others that um, are undecided about their self or felt negative about their self or felt like the family wasn't as supportive as they could be. And, and that's pretty much it. it. It tells you about my struggle in the military and how I came home and how I got out, became a, a CO and wound up at the same prison that the person that killed my daughter was at. And, and, and just the fight of trying to come back to me and trying to find God. And that is my first book. My second book is entitled Mother Courage. And it is being written as we speak now. It is not out yet. So that book is about me going into God and accepting certain things in my life that I can't change. And just talking about the minister who... I grew up with, we were his first kids in his church and now he's a bishop and how he took his time when my father really didn't have the time to spend with us, how he stepped in as a father and taught us about God and got us involved with activities and how we used to go to him for the things that we should go to our parents to. And it tells you about my church life now and my pastor and, and, and certain things that just happened in my life now. And of course, this adoption thing will, will probably be a part of this book because now I have a biological family. My mm-hmm. mother, dementia and Alzheimer's. So I will never have the answers that I actually need mm-hmm. to, to make me whole. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much what it's about. That's that's it. Um, don't cry for me. You can find that book on um, lulapublishing.com. You can also join me on Facebook. I have a Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Don't cry for me. Mm-hmm. I have a humanitarian page. I won a few awards for the things that I do now. And I just thank God that I'm okay. Mm-hmm. And actually saying these days. That's right. Pretty much it. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, I know that uh, whole thing is uh, real emotional as far as like, you know, as, um, go through the uh, the mental struggle of dealing with a family that physically raised you and then your yeah. family, you know, uh, going down that path to find them and uh, things like that. And it's probably uh, millions of people out there that's uh, going through the same thing that you uh, went through now. They just probably either came across their biological family either earlier or they haven't mm-hmm. come across their biological family at all. Some people don't. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a difficult ride. It took me 59 years to find my family, to be neglected by my biological sister as we speak today to be honest with you she is not accepting me at all told me that I was sold all of this so it's still a struggle but it will if God took me today I would be very happy because I have found my family I have been loved by my adopted family and I'm good I'm complete and I'm good right now 
And y'all got to excuse me because I am a baby. I cry quite a bit. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie about it. I cry quite a bit. But if he was to come and say, well, Pam, it's time to go. That's nothing I can say because I, I truly believe that I have done everything that I kind of wanted to do in my life right now. I would be pleased. And I think that he would be pleased. Yes, I can say that. Uh, did you uh, did you guys uh, have any uh, final uh, words about what we uh, talk about uh, today? I know uh, whoever uh, watches this episode will be a very powerful uh, inspirational episode for all women and people in general that either was adopted or went through uh, similar struggles. Mm-hmm. Well, you didn't ask me what I do. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, man. Oh, I get the yeah. in there now. You can't do the aunties like oh, that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was both our little. I know I just probably oh, yeah. look like I just do this all day, but I really don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can uh, promote anything you got going on. Right. Well, I am a, a, a traveling minister, uh, myself and my husband. I go all around the world marrying people. Yes, a woman minister. I get that all the time. You gonna marry me? Uh-huh. I'm gonna marry your daughter and your son. Yeah. So, um, yes. Um, also, I do deliverance uh, as well. Cast out demons. Yeah, I love doing that. Um, also, I have an online um, ministry as well, Kingdom Talk with the Prophets. Yay. I also have a marriage ministry called Marriage Notes. Um, and I'm just anointed, okay? I got two daughters that's married as well. You putting all um, your stuff out there. Can I put my organization out there? Can I do that? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. All right, so I have a ministry as well. I am ordained, but I am not ordained for the pulpit. I use my ministry in the street, taking care of the homeless. I have two foundations now, the Heaven and Earth Foundation and Shower Blessings. So we feed. We have fed for several years, and now we have elevated to the next level of giving showers to the homeless. So that is what I am doing as being a former homeless person myself. I do understand um, everything that that entails, and I have experienced the fact of not being able to shower several times myself. So I promise God that if he could get everything straight with me and I could get myself together, that I would give back. And this is the way that I choose to give back. So that's that's pretty much what I'm doing right now. And I may be in your city at any time with my with my with my showers. Okay, bring the showers on. We need them in everybody's city. I'm telling you shower city, shower cities for everybody. Okay, can I finish now? Yeah. No, you should be done. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> also. Um, I do outreach as well. Um, I come to other cities as well um, to to do a lot of things for other organizations. Hopefully, I'll hook up with my sister at some point and mm-hmm. see some people and yes, and do some amazing things as well. And what inspired me, what made me accept my call was um, after my mom died in '98. Um, the enemy told me that uh, I was not going to make it, and I started to believe this. So I started selling drugs. Uh, and also, I thought I was going to be um, a madam. Um, so what oh, happened was, yeah, and so, um, you know, God sent someone to me, some women of God, you know, came and prayed for me, prophesied, spoke over my life, confirmed my calling. 
Um, and then it was like, okay, you know, I still wanted to smoke and do what I wanted to do. But listen, when it's your time to come out, you come out. And I've been out ever since. And I've probably been in ministry now for about uh, eight to 10 years, um, living right, the right way, the, a holy way. Okay, right. All yep. right. Put it out there, little sis. Put it out there. All right. You got to. <laughs> so in case you guys don't know, um, I will say that being the eldest Jones child and being on here with the youngest Jones child. Right. We, uh, apparently you could probably see that even though we may have had our trials and tribulations with both of us. I can't our, remember one. Like now I'm just playing. <laughs> even though we've had our trials and tribulations with both of our lives in different ways, uh, we, yeah. it is known throughout anyone that knows us that we were raised by some powerful black female sisters yeah. our great-grandmother left here she was 105 our mother left she was 58 so I think I beat her by a year but during that time it is apparent that the Jones women are about their business powerful strong spiritual alive, spiritual and and very faithful to what we believe and yeah. so Yes, my message to all these women would be, look, don't let anyone throw you off of your stone, off of your rock, off of your throne, however you want to say that. You hold the power to be who you need to be and who you want to be. And that is your move, how you play this chess game with this thing about these children and about your right for adoption. If you have an opportunity, if it ever comes up where you have a right to stand for that, then go out there and stand for your right. Do that. Do that. Don't let them defeat this. Don't let them do that. And I would say, of course, I'm not for the, um, the abortion, but I am for the adoptions and using contraceptives, any, anything but abortion of taking life. But listen, that part doesn't matter. What you need to really know is that Jesus loves you regard, regardless, okay? And it's always a way out. He makes a way out of no way. That's who he is. That's who he's been before the world was even framed. So it's no reason to feel discouraged or feel like you can't make it because you can. And you can just say a simple prayer to ask him to bring somebody in your life. That's what happened to me. Somebody came into my life and, and it saved my life in spite of what the enemy was trying to tell me. So I know that. God can build you a team, an army of people that might not agree with everything you do, but will support you until your thought patterns and everything line up to be right, okay? So whatever you choose, God yeah. can still work a miracle. He can work it right now. Even He might be working a miracle out for you right now, okay? And please believe that because I stand as one of those people that is yes. of that life. Right, and I stand as one of those people that could have been aborted, but she said, no, I'm going to keep this one. Hallelujah. She kept me. <laughs> right. She kept me. So, Eric J., thank you, baby, for hanging out with your, with your aunties. We hope we didn't Most know. Most definitely. So hopefully we gave you a good podcast, but. Right. Yeah, yeah, I think this is going to be uh, one of my most <laughs> uh, powerful uh, episodes. I'm a, but I'm hold a, on, I got to yeah, say something. <laughs> any, any female, any female that, you know, 
think they're going to, you know, get to my nephew. They're going to have to go through an interview with me since all this pro-life and all this stuff. So y'all going to have to interview with me. I'm Erica. You can find me on Facebook. Okay. Okay. Right, because we got we got to interview you, sister. We got to make sure you fit to be the Jones. We don't let everybody in the family. That's a hard battle. You better ask these ex-Joneses. They'll let you know. Okay, right. Okay, nephew. Back to you. Well, thank you. Do his own show. That's really nice. (laughs) Yeah, I'm um, going to post this tomorrow at uh, 12 o'clock because I usually... uh, drop every Monday, but uh, this was kind of like a, a emergency podcast. I, I do something out of the routine because I uh, wanted to talk about this and uh, let people uh, hear different perspectives on uh, from different women on how they felt about it. Right. I think you did your thing. You know, I appreciate you even, you know, just stepping up to the plate and wanting to hear the voice of women, not just women, though, strong women, strong black women, strong because black. a lot of times we don't, yeah. they don't, you know, they don't want to hear a message strong like this, you know, so that's what's up. I have not had, I've been around a lot of men all day today, VA, <laughs> on the block, everywhere. And I have not heard any man address this situation right here. Mm-hmm. I have not heard that. I've been on Facebook looking for that. I still haven't heard any men address mm-hmm. this. So to you, nephew, I got mm-hmm. you. you are a hell of a man and I appreciate okay. it. I really He do. breaking generational curses <laughs> out this thing. <laughs> Baby, he breaking generational <laughs> curses out this thing. And right. I think a beautiful thing. I commend you on that. Yeah, I really commend do. him, his mama, and, and his daddy. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, gotta commend the, 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 the parents. That's true. Yeah, most definitely. Really but they still, the women still gonna come through me. Uh, 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 little Aunt Nay, <laughs> relax on that thing. Let that man be a no, man. No, because they coming. They coming. I just keep seeing them coming. Oh, they coming. Are they gonna come? But he got that. He know what he did. Interview does. through me. Nah, Y'all I got listen. you, nephew. Don't listen to that. <laughs> she, she gonna, gonna want to know, nephew. You know she gonna she a Jones. She knows it. She gonna want to know too. Nephew, don't I'm trust me. Oh yeah, I already drilled the rest of the Joneses. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, I guess we're gonna wrap it up. Yeah, Wait, can uh, you wrap his own show up? Yeah, yeah. he is. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this uh, uh concludes another episode of the uh, Eric J the Great uh podcast. Uh shout out to uh Anchor for uh sponsor- sponsoring uh my podcast. And uh, this episode will be out uh, tomorrow by the, um, by noon tomorrow on YouTube and uh, all other streaming platforms, Spotify, Amazon Music, uh, Apple Podcasts, any podcast platform out there, it'll be on there. All right. Well, thank you for having me, nephew. I appreciate that. Oh, no problem. Y'all can, y'all can uh, come on anytime. Y'all. Oh. Oh, the aunties, uh, oh, the aunties can come on anytime. Well, turn up. Well, hold on. First, I got to get my rap together. Uh, stop playing that. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Thank you, nephew.